Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Claver, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time. And trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast, we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Map It Marketing. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and I'm really excited to be sharing this episode, episode two of my podcast, Map It Marketing, with you, because this is probably one of the most important messages that I want any business owner to know. And I'd love to say it came from a place of great inspiration, but actually it came from a pile of mistakes on my part and a lot of disruption that caused me to have to really search my soul and become a far better business owner. So this podcast is all about the most important part of your marketing. It's not sexy. It's nothing to do with social media. It's nothing to do with really cool tricks and tactics. This is about the honest to goodness, most important part of anyone's marketing ever. So this is a super important episode and I'm really looking forward to having you alongside with me with the journey. We work with small business owners to help them to become more confident and capable in their marketing. And so this is really important to me because A good marketer also needs to be a great business owner. And I want to walk with you and show you the things that we learned along the way to help our marketing have huge impact and what we were focusing on and what we weren't focusing on and how it all got higgledy-piggledy. So before we get new customers, which is the whole point, obviously, with marketing, we have to often think about, are we looking after our current customers? We actually have a policy at Identify, which is my agency. Uh, We only work with businesses who, when I'm talking to them, they say, hey, we look, I'm a bit embarrassed. You know, when I ask them what they do, their marketing, they're like, oh, you don't really, don't really do a lot. And the reason that we want to ask them that question is they can be doing a lot, but what we really want to know is, are they getting good word of mouth marketing and are people referring them? Because if people are coming back to you, so you've got repeat customers, um, then they are people who liked what you did the first time and want you to do it again. So that means you did a good job. If they have someone else ask them, hey, what do you want to do? You know, what do you need? And then they say, oh, this is the perfect business for you and refer you. That also means that they think that you did a good job. So those are two really important indicators about the actual health of your business. So often we'll ask people, what are you doing to look after your current customers? That is one of the fastest ways to get the biggest win from your business. If you're looking after your current customers, your past customers with emails and interactions and ways you can add value to them, you're going to grow your business without even paying for other marketing. They are your marketing gems that you can already market to because they've experienced you and they like you and they already know you. I once worked with a business who uh, had a big problem. They didn't know how to grow their business and they were in financial trouble. And one of the questions I asked them was, do you use an email list? And they said, no. And I went, oh. And they've been in business for 25 years. And I said, do you have contact details of your email list? And they said, well, yeah. And they pointed to 25 
filing cabinets stuffed full with customer data, obviously some really out of date, but they had never emailed their current or past customers and asked them if they wanted to work with them. So our first action was to get those all online and make sure that it was all cleaned up and the right data and start emailing those people. And that business came out of the red and into the black and a growing, vibrant business just by looking better after the customers that they'd already had. So this is a really important thing, Uh, but it is a bigger picture than that too. The reason this is so important is the most important part of your marketing is the T and map it, trust. Everything we need to be doing is about building more trust with our customer base, but also with people who are showing interest in us and thinking that maybe they will want to work with us. Our job is to build the trust. And then our most important job is to not break that trust. Our robust client relationships are the biggest asset to our business. And that is true for any single business. I'd love to say that Identify was always like that. I'd love to say that for Identify, we always had this amazing reputation with our clients. I used to go on Facebook, and I don't know if any of you are face part of Facebook groups, but you know how when they go, hey, does anyone know of a great electrician? Or, hey, does anyone know of a great person to do social media posting? Or, hey, does anyone know of a great place to do gift boxes? Whatever the business thing is, if you're that business, you're like, oh, is someone who's a customer of mine going to choose me? Are they going to say that I'm the best? And I used to go in and I'd be like, someone's going to say us. I know my customers are in here. And not once would my customers ever say, hey, you should go and talk to Rachel. She knows what she's talking about. Go use Identify. They're the best. Not once. And instead of thinking, hmm, maybe something's going on here, I used to just think my customers just don't do that stuff. It's a sign. Why do people not pick us? Why do people not want to refer us? Sometimes you will get the occasional customer, they're a pain in some ways, love them, but they're a pain, who love you so much they don't want anyone else to know about you, so they hold you really tight to their chest. But the vast majority of people want to feel good with other people and share information, and they want to share who you are. So if you're not getting that word of mouth and referrals, that's the thing you need to fix first, and it's probably around the way you're delivering your service, the way you're treating your customers, and all of those things. I would love to say that we were a great business, but we were a very mediocre business when I first started and grew Identify. And I thought I'd give you a little bit of a history. I I started Identify uh, because I had become a bit frustrated and I was getting really sick, like physically sick in um, my previous role. And so I started Identify and Um, I actually started doing social media management because that was something that I knew that people thought I was good at and I was a content writer. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I was actually terrible at it. I was great at getting the strategy together. I was great at getting the initial concept together. I was terrible, like terrible at ongoing client content or ongoing client work. And I disappointed drastically the two clients that I'd managed to get when I first started. The first month, they were enraptured with everything I did. By the second month, I got a bit bored. And so I just didn't really do the job properly, which is a terrible thing. Like it's a terrible sign and story of my own integrity at that point. It was really, you know, it doesn't put me in the best light. 
But what happened was I went and sent my invoice off and for some reason they didn't want to pay it. I couldn't work it out, but I have a feeling it was probably due to the fact I didn't do the work. Uh, So I thought, hang on, I still need to have this role and I want to have this business. I need to employ someone. And so someone came on board and then another person came on board and suddenly I grew this business where I was there, this full-time person, and it had started off as a very profitable business. I was doing a bit of strategy as well and here things like that and I've made money, but it suddenly grew into this business really quickly over six months of 14 part-time staff. And we had a philosophy of bringing people back from the workforce into the workforce so they could work from home and have flexibility. And it was great on paper. In fact, we won awards for it. But internally, I had stopped making money. I'd lost track of who our customer was. I definitely had lost track of what we were doing in terms of making sure that our customers were happy. And we moved from that to having proper offices and full-time staff and and everything. And I created this machine. And I talk about this with small business owners often who have staff and they know this feeling where you suddenly have all these lives you're responsible for. And you have all these people that you have to feed. You have to pay for their bills and things like that by employing them and continue to pay them. And you feel this weight of responsibility. And all I knew was I had to keep on feeding the machine. So I gave other people in the role responsibility on how we talk to our customers on social media. I gave them the resp- I gave them all the responsibility of looking after the customers. I had once someone came and worked with us, I had very little contact of that customer journey or customer experience. And I just kind of let everyone handle it because I was so busy just to trying to get people in. And I was definitely a love you or leave you kind of business owner. I was warm and engaging and I was great on those initial calls. I love developing rapport. I still love doing that stuff. But what I would do is I'd do it and I'd grab that person. I'd be like, great, here you go into our engine. And then I would never really talk to you again. And so they'd get Rachel's warmth and all my like stuff that I'd said and all my promises. And then I'd give you over to the group who were working their hardest and doing what they could do. But really, there were poor systems in place. We'd grown up fast. I'm not. I've got lots of flaws as a business owner, you know, like I'm great at creative stuff, but I do need structure. And I was having to create structure. I had never run an agency before, so I had no idea what I was doing at all. And I really struggled to get that consistent, great response going on. We had some issues going on as well. We were doing too many things. We were trying to be everything. You know, we were saying we are your full service marketing agency when there were definitely areas that we weren't great in. Uh, We were marketing to everybody because I just wanted to have anybody. And I have a saying, you know, when you market to everybody, you market to nobody. I tell my clients that but I wasn't paying attention to that myself. So that was really hard. Um, And we weren't experts in things. And what happened was we kind of muddled it along. We kept on attracting clients that were problem clients, but they weren't problem clients. We were the problem. And I think, you know, there's that whole three bastards rule, you know, like if if someone annoys you once, you know, it might be that they are awful. If it's twice, hmm, what's going on? If it's three times, it's you that has to change. That's what had to happen. And it all came to a head. Um, A team member left and I had to take over her responsibility of looking after the team and looking after the clients. And my husband came into the business and said, look, I'll come in for a month and just kind of look after things. Um, He'd just uh, finished a contract and he came in 
And he looked at the books and looked at me and said, Rachel, this business is a mess. And I don't even know how our customers are staying in here. We're not delivering on our promises. And we've got a whole lot of people we've worked with before who I thought would come back to us and they haven't. And it was like this light went on and I thought, you're so right. I've been so busy trying to build this trust in the new people, but I did not understand that as soon as they came into the business, I broke that trust. I was mortified. And I did what any business owner would do at this point. I took a couple of days off. I went to my bedroom and I pulled the covers over my head and basically didn't want to leave the bed at all. And what I did is I had to think, do I want to quit? I'm embarrassed. Do I want to walk away and let go of everything I've done in this? Or do I want to take this and see if I can fix it? So Rod and I had a talk and he decided that he might need to stay for a bit longer than a month. And what we decided to do is we went back to every single person that we had worked with in the last year. And we said to them, hey, we mucked up. Our job is to build trust with you before we sell to you. But it's also to keep that trust when we keep on looking after you. And we didn't do that. What did you find about our experience? Were you happy with what we did? Was the quality enough? Did we look after you? Did you feel like we were connecting with you? Did we deliver on the promises? And you know what? We just did not. We had not delivered on the promises that we were meant to have made. Now, I could quite easily go, oh, was that team member's fault or is that team member's fault? No, it's my fault as a business owner. When you own a business, if your team isn't doing the stuff you should be doing, that's actually on you. And I really struggled with the thing that I had caused this. I had caused something that was so against my internal values. I hadn't embedded my personal values into the business. I hadn't done those things. I had just got basically created this poorly constructed house of a business that had ramshackle bathrooms and plumbing that didn't work and leaks in the roof and didn't actually create a business that served our customers. So Rod and I got our, team, our little team and we got them to just work with the customers that had somehow managed to stay with us. And that kind of paid for their income. And Rod and I, for six months, took no income out of the business. We took money out of our mortgage and we worked hard for free and, uh, and redid the work and repaired the relationships for every single business owner who would allow us to. Now, one of the people that was that we did that with was a woman called Tracy Smith. And she had had a business that uh, we had walked in, another person had gone and done her training and I had promised what we would deliver and this person hadn't done that. And Tracy, to her great honesty and grace, was very frank with me about what we had missed out on and what we had not done. And we listened. And so we did it again. Uh, Rod flew down um, to her. She lived a distance away and we flew down and worked with her. 
And we did and over-delivered. We over-delivered what we should do. And I think trust is about over-delivering, finding the ways to add on beyond what you should do. It's very easy to build trust in the early parts of your marketing when you're sharing information and sharing values. We teach people to share advice and value and that sort of thing. But once they become a customer, you've got to keep that going all the way through. So we did that with Tracy and she became our biggest referrer. She was living in a, in a city called Nelson, actually out of Nelson in New Zealand. And she's been telling people about us all the time. She would go into Facebook groups and say, you guys have got to work with Rachel and Rob from Identify. They're amazing. And we began to feel this feeling of, oh, my gosh, there's someone here who this worked for. We're actually getting referrals from someone who loved us. Tracy moved to Australia and we, she kept on giving us referrals. We kept on getting referrals from her hometown in Australia. And then... A few years ago, uh, we were asked, We were looking at some things and working at how to grow our business. And, and we thought, hey, you know, that stuff that we trained Tracy in and around marketing automation, maybe she'd be interested in doing that with us. So we approached her and she started doing that. And then we got really busy and we grew. And, and then she joined us as a marketing strategist. And now she heads up our Australian office. She came from a place where we had broken her trust completely. I had broken her trust to a place where we built that trust, to a place where we have the most trusting relationship possible because she represents us in Australia. The ability to have that trust is so important. And if you're not in that place, I want to tell that story as a redemption story to you. You can rebuild the trust if you don't have it yet. It does take sheer effort. It takes a sheer decision to focus on building that trust with your customer. Building trust builds great businesses. I'm thrilled that because we are consistent, we provide an authentic voice, we have regular meetings now that says, how do we serve our existing customers better? What can we do to add value to them? Uh, one of the things we did is we have a free online school called the Toolbox. I'll put it in the show notes. You can do your whole marketing strategy in there for free and we don't market to you. We just You just have that. You can have it as a treat. But one of the things that we did is I went, hang on a minute, we're giving this huge thing for free to people who've never worked with us. What do we give to our current customers? So Anyone that works with us on a strategy gets part of our Map It Connect group, which is a online portal that gets updated free lifetime access to it with all the new bits and pieces. So I'm currently doing some stuff around reels. The training and organization for that will go into there so people can use it and rely on it to learn how to do reels themselves. So finding ways to add value to your existing customers helps create a really solid business. There's obviously lots of other ways you can build trust. And over the coming episodes, we will cover some of these things like strategic alliances, working with people who can refer you um, or that you can refer other people to. It could be networking groups like BNI and, um, you know, trading groups and all sorts of different other groups where you can actually come together and you're referring each other because you know who each other are. Um, there is um, events that you can go to, so chamber events and different things like that. You can use building trust uh, by using testimonials, so people seeing your testimonials. 
we use case studies and testimonials and identify. And one of the things we've learned is that our case studies get hit hard on our, our websites. People read them and they often refer to them when they come and talk to you. We've had people refer to our testimonials and say, hey, I read so-and-so does this. I'm in a similar industry. Could you do the same thing for me? So case studies and testimonials can help build that trust. But all of those things don't count unless you're doing that trust relationship with your customers first. That's where it starts. The most important part of your marketing is to build trust in your in your current customers and in your past customers. Because if you've done that, they will repeat their business with you. They'll come back and return and they'll refer you to others. And that in itself is a really clever way to grow your business before you worry about social media posts and ads and Google AdWords and SEO and all those sort of things. That one thing today is something that you can work on completely for free. It takes lots of effort, but completely for free. Building trust builds great build, builds great businesses. Let me say that again so it's nice and clear. Building trust builds great businesses. So my challenge for you today is if you know that you're not getting as much word of mouth and repeat business as you can, find out what's going on. Is it something in the way you're selling something and it's not happening? Is it the team and the way the experience is there? Is it something that's not causing people to delight in you? Because people share things that they delight in. That's the first thing that you do with your marketing. I'm really looking forward to sharing with you more stories about how we use trust in our marketing through marketing automation and lead generation and social media posting. But first, it starts with the customer experience. How's yours? I'd love you to think about that and take action on that today. In our next podcast, we're going to be talking through a little around positioning and how to get your messages together. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you coming up in the next podcast. But today, remember, T is for trust and building trust is a great way to build a great business. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Claver. Make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclaver.com slash podcast for more information.